Welcome to Earl Stewart on Cars with Earl and Nancy Stewart. Reach them with your questions at 877-960-9960. Here's Earl and Nancy. Good morning, everybody. We're back again. Uh, We're doing this radio show, or at least a different station, but the same sort of thing, for about 14 years. Uh, You true oldies fans have come around to become... Earl Stewart on Cars fans, we really appreciate that. We've got some newbies out there. Just a little reminder, we don't sing to you. This is not the uh, true oldies singing session. This is the uh, how not to be ripped off by your car dealer session, uh, to put it uh, kind of uh, succinctly. My name is Earl. I'm a recovering car dealer. I am still a car dealer, as a matter of fact, in full transparency. But this isn't an infomercial. This is a show to help you navigate that minefield that we all have to navigate if we own a car. You're going to have to have your car serviced, repaired. Uh, You're going to have to buy a car every now and then. And that means you have to go into a car dealership, used car, new car. And uh, it's not always easy. Uh, We found out that there's a great need for advice and help in the purchase of a car, the leasing of a car repair, maintenance of a car, and that's what we do, and that's what Earl Stewart on Cars is all about. I I constantly refer to a Gallup poll that has been conducted every year since 1977 on honesty and ethics and professions. Honesty and ethics. You know, you read the newspapers and watch television, you go online. The media today has got a lot of uh, ethical questions. There's a huge ethical question now where some very prominent people have been cheating for their kids, bribing uh, coaches to uh, take tests for their kids. I don't know whether it's a uh, whether it's an epidemic. I don't know whether we have a, a moral problem in our country, ethical problem. But I know one thing. We've had an ethical problem with car dealerships for about a century. I mean, it's about that long that the franchise system for automobile dealers has existed. The manufacturers, about a century ago, decided that to market their vehicles, they wanted to go through franchise dealers. And that might have been the biggest mistake they ever made. And you're saying to yourself right now, wait a minute, aren't you a franchise dealer? Yes, I am. I guess you could call me a hypocrite. Uh, I've been a dealer for over 50 years. Uh, I've made a good living selling cars. My family is involved in my business. And... This is part of the evolution that I made. That's the reason, one of the reasons I call myself a recovering car dealer. Because as our culture has changed, as our digital uh, revolution has occurred, as the consumer demand for... Uh, you're going to have to show me what it is you're showing Stu over there because it's kind of distracting. <laughs> but, uh, uh, that's... Uh, that's Nancy Stewart, my co-host, and my son over there. They're having a little fun while I'm trying to do my introduction. But uh, I'll continue. So, I'll continue. Hey, and, uh, time out for us. We're going to uh, hopefully amuse you, as we hopefully just did then, inadvertently, of course. I'm amused. Uh, we're going to try to educate you. Uh, we're going to try to bond with you because we need to have you call the show. And uh, it's important that you participate. Uh, it's an it's a exchange questions, comments. Not everybody agrees with what we have to say here, but we've got a wealth of knowledge in the studio. Sitting to my right is Rick Kearney. Rick Kearney has been with me about 25 years, quarter century. That sounds like a long, long time, doesn't it? 
Uh, Makes me feel old. <laughs> <laughs> well, it happens fast, Rick. I'm warning you. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day you'll be uh, sitting here like me, and uh, you'll say, where did the time go? Anyway, Rick is uh, <laughs> Rick is a mechanic, or he's an auto computer science. Boy, you're really full of uh, energy this morning. Nancy Stewart has uh, uh, been dosing on something. I'm not sure what, but uh, Zephyr Hills, I see extremely it. happy. Anyway, Rick is a uh, auto computer scientist today, terminology, and uh, he's an uh, encyclopedia. I guess that's an old-fashioned term. But uh, maybe, let's call him a Google. My a children, Wikipedia. He's like a human yeah, Google. My children would, if I said encyclopedia, encyclopedia they would say, what that you is, mean right? Wikipedia? Any question you have about an automobile, <laughs> you can call here it's, if you're not near Google. But actually, Rick puts it into human terms. Uh, Google's a little bit still computerized kind of a thing. And Rick can answer just about anything you have to ask him about your automobile. Uh, Nancy Stewart is our co-host. Uh, she is a uh, female advocate. Uh, Slash she gets comedian. a lot of calls from the ladies. And uh, ladies have, uh, in the hashtag MeToo movement that everybody's aware of worldwide, uh, everybody's aware that they haven't had a fair shake uh, in this male-dominated world. But they're coming on real fast, and Nancy is a catalyst. Uh, she uh, encourages uh, you ladies to call the show. I encourage you ladies to call the show. And we love to hear from you. And Nancy will tell you a little about a little incentive we have in a minute about reasons for you specifically, if you haven't called the show before, why you should call. And my son, Stu, is connecting us to the cyber world. Uh, and Rick does, too. We all have to participate now because we finally got our bandwidth out of this radio station somewhat under control where we can actually now stream to Facebook, we can stream to YouTube, and we can stream to Periscope. So we're live streaming while we're radioing, and we get just about as many, maybe more, uh, posts and questions and comments on our live stream as we do from our normal calls. We also have a text number. I'll give you those numbers right now because it's so important that you do call us or text us or post if you're going to stream us on Facebook or Periscope or YouTube. But our text number is 772-497-6530. That's 772-497-6530. And our call-in number is 877-960-9960. That's 877-960-9960. I encourage you to write the number down because sometimes you haven't got a chance, you might be driving, uh, whatever the reason may be. But you will have, if you listen for a fair amount of time, you'll have a question or comment. I promise you. Because we really get into some cool stuff. The coolest thing we do on this radio show is our mystery shopping report. And uh, we do it every week. We've been doing it, as I say, for like 14 years. Hundreds of car dealerships uh, have been visited by the secret team mystery shopper. We have uh, undercover agents, current ones is known code name is Agent Thunder, and Agent Thunder visits a different car dealership in South Florida every week, and we pretend to buy or lease a car, typically respond to some kind of an advertisement, and we see what you go through when you go in to a car dealership to buy a car. It ain't pretty, I'm sorry. Um, we do have a, a scoring system, and we put the dealers at pass our scoring system on the recommended list. If you don't pass, you're on don't buy a car from this dealer list. We have to grade on the curve because we really don't find 
I hate to say any, but most any car dealership that is would get an A by an absolute terms of measurement. For one thing, they all charge some sort of a hidden fee. They sneak it in on you. It's a dealer fee. And this hidden fee is uh, virtually 100%. So how can you get a perfect score if when you advertise a car, you don't tell the customer, the prospective customer, the real price? And virtually no dealer does that. So we we score on the curve. And if we didn't score on the curve, we wouldn't have any car dealerships in Florida. That would be quite a burden. So buyer beware. When you go into a car dealership, even on the recommended list, be very careful. And we'll tell you some of the some of the things that you can do to be uh, uh, extra careful when you go into the car dealership. With all that said, and without the phones ringing, and I do encourage you to to ask to have the phones ring. I'm going to ask Nancy Stewart, my co-host, to tell you a little bit about uh, the. Uh, female thing that she does, which okay. is so important on this show. Good morning, everyone, and thanks for joining us. Uh, this morning, I'd like to, we, we would all like to encourage uh, all of you to give us a call, and uh, you can be rest assured our show will be very interesting uh, between the uh, Mystery Shopping Report and uh, all the the uh, text segment of the show we read your texts uh, aloud and uh, answer them on the air so you want to take advantage of the text number that is 772-497-6530 and also we'd like to encourage the ladies to give us a call and uh, win themselves fifty dollars that's fifty dollars for the first two new lady callers 877-960-9960. So uh, there's some uh, interesting information in the automotive news that uh, we might get to uh, before the uh, show is over. Get to your text messages and also to encourage you to rate uh, our mystery shopping report. You are a big part of the show and we thank you for joining us. Now back to the recovering car dealer. Rick just reminded me, I mentioned this earlier, but we're actually up and running, streaming on all three out streaming sources, which is amazing. So we actually got Facebook, and that's facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. Facebook.com forward slash Earl on Cars. We also have YouTube. We also have Periscope. First time we've had that uh, streaming ability in a long time. So all you onliners out there, jump on. You can not only listen to us, but watch us. And uh, and, y- and you know what else? What? Uh, anywhere on the planet, people can listen to us. And I want to remind everyone: if you didn't catch our, if you don't, if you d- didn't get a chance to catch our live show, um, you you can always go to the following podcast apps, and that is Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google. We've got it all. You name so. You name it. <laughs> you name it, we have it. That's we, right. we, if we don't have it, we can get it. So <laughs> Just let us know. <laughs> don't be shy. We, you and I better quiet down. Otherwise, the recovering car dealers can ask us to... Take a drug test. <laughs> he'll, he'll suspend his recovery. <laughs> I'm going to fail. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine six. I think we've got some text already, don't we, Stu? Yeah, we have four that were uh, waiting for us when we started the show this morning. Uh, the first one came in from Jennifer to Nancy, and I'll, I'll start with that one. Uh, this is for Nancy. I'm a single woman, and I'm about to buy my second new car. My first experience about four years ago buying a used Kia Optima was terrible. 
The salesman was very condescending and controlling. I did buy the car, but I left with the feeling that I'd pay too much. I'd like to buy another Kia, but I dread having another bad experience and paying too much money. Very interesting. Well, Jennifer, I'm sorry that you had such a bad time of it. <coughs> excuse me, um, in buying your first new car. Uh, but there are some things that you can do to minimize your pain of buying your second car. And uh, first of all, you can shop online before visiting the dealer. Uh, that's a great advantage right there. You can bargain online with the dealer's internet person and uh, negotiating for the best out-the-door price. Uh, <coughs> uh, government fees only tax and tag check prices with Costco and TrueCar. when you're ready and you're comfortable enough with the salesperson assigned to you being a female you may want to ask for a woman salesperson uh, y you know I, I think I misspoke there uh, if you're not comfortable if you're not comfortable with the salesperson that's been assigned to you uh, <coughs> you can request a woman salesperson, shop the value of your used Optima with the used car department's two other Kia dealers besides the one you decide to buy your car from. If you're near CarMax, get a bid from them. Finally, if you're going to finance your purchase, check with the bank or the credit union for the best interest rates and terms. So I I hope that will help you, and uh, stay in touch with us. Let us know how That's it That's good advice for anybody. If uh, if you follow that formula, uh, it's hard to be taken advantage of. It's difficult to do, though. It takes a lot of mental discipline and time, and you have to uh, really restrain that emotion that overtakes most of us when we go in to buy a car. It's not easy for a person to ask for a different salesperson. Uh, as a car dealer, in full transparency, I mentioned earlier in the show, I'm still a car dealer. One of my concerns with my customers is, do we pair the right salesperson with the right customer? I mean, let's face it, uh, everybody's different. I mean, we have, uh, we, we, we speak differently, we look differently, we think differently. And as a retailer, which is what I am as a car dealer, I like to take two people whose chemistry matches, two people that can bond or feel comfortable with each other. But that's not the way it works, unfortunately. You come into a car dealership, either the car dealer has a system that says, you take the next person that comes in, that's called an up system, or they just have a kind of a gang system where they all lurk around the front of the dealership and the fastest salesperson to the customer grabs that customer. Yes. So what happens is you often have people that are just not suited for each other. So the odds are that you can find somebody more compatible when you go into a car dealership, Stu. Unfortunately, asking for a woman uh, car salesperson is going to be a challenge <laughs> yeah. because we know there's hardly any. I mean, there are women in the business, but it, they're very, very uh, yeah. in small numbers. I mean, even our dealership, we're just around twenty yeah. percent for the for the. Uh, I actually read an article that showed uh, the NASA's astronaut corps. Thirty-four percent of their astronaut corps are women. They're, that NASA's doing a lot better than car dealers are. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Good point. But and one thing to do, I see we have Mary holding. Mary will be right with you. Uh, Mary from Pennsylvania will be with you in a second. I just want to add one more thing, is that when you're uh, female shopping for a car, you can go online to find out if there are female 
there. If you feel more comfortable talking to another woman, then you can usually get the name online because most sales uh, car dealerships have the names of their salespeople and usually pictures. And if you can, uh, if you're a female looking for a, another female, you could actually call that female, make an appointment, come in, speak to her from the get-go. You know, what's priceless, uh, and then we'll wrap this up, is the fact that we're living in a golden age and going to the internet, you know, it gives you an advantage. It switches the advantage from the salesperson uh, to you, and you can arm yourself with so much information before you go into the dealership, and you can be in complete control. So, uh, Jennifer, as I said earlier, stay in touch with us and let us know how that went. We're going to go to Mary, who's a first-time caller from Pennsylvania. Good morning, Mary. Good morning. Welcome to the show. Thank you for calling. You're a first-time caller, and you've won yourself $50 this morning. So uh, after uh, you're finished speaking with us, you can uh, talk to Rudy. He'll, he'll get your information, and I'll get that check out to you. So how, oh, what can you. we do for you today? Well, I was just wanted to say I just love this. I found this channel on YouTube, and I just love watching it all the time. And I wanted to share what happened to me when I bought my used car. And then, um, I don't know, well, I went. I needed a, to get a used car that was, you know, fairly inexpensive. And I went, and it was, you know, quite daunting, to say the least. And I went to a bunch of different places, and finally... I don't know if it was, you know, I don't know why, but I, I went to Lehigh Valley Honda, which is, um, the, you know, a reputable car, new car dealership. So I figured I would go there. And how I was treated, I just couldn't believe it. First of all, we went for a test drive, and there were only a few cars, but I figured I'd take my chances because I'd rather buy a used car in the 5000 or under range from a you know reputable used I mean new car dealership because some of the ones I looked at at the used car places were just insane. I mean one of them I went to and the hand the door handle fell off and then he's like oh well that, uh. now I'll just fix that for you. I said oh no no. Anyway so we I finally decided I'm going to go with this place because it's probably a better idea even though they only have a few cars. So I I, I really needed a car by now. Rather one got wasn't running anymore so we went to do the test drive and i'm driving and the guy he's like you know not really even talking to me that much and then he's he answered a phone call from his wife and was telling her how he had lost the sale earlier in the day and which i thought was very unprofessional awesome. and then um hmm. yeah we just we drove for a little while longer and then we basically went back to the shop and I was, you know, thinking about which car I wanted. And he says, well, I'm going to go now. I'm going to go meet with one of my friends who just stopped in. You don't mind, do you? So I, anyway, which I didn't mind because I didn't want to be pressured or anything. But still, I thought that was quite odd. Yeah. Um, but actually, I did end up buying the car because it was a, it's a 2009 Hyundai Elantra, which I don't, I think now maybe I was a little overcharged for, but I took it to a mechanic and they did find that it's a good car. Um, so hopefully that's true, but I don't know that. I just thought that was a very strange experience that, a yeah, that was quite an experience. Yeah. Well, thank you, Mary. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping my car is good. <laughs> it's a good car. Hyundai Elantras are very good. I think consumer reports considers them a very good vehicle. And, uh, 
I think you'll get a lot of use out of that. You were very, very wise to have it checked out by a mechanic, and that's probably the single most important thing you can do with a used car. Absolutely. You know, there's so, there's so many ways that, uh, you know, you can really be made to feel uncomfortable, uh, but this is quite a story you shared with us. It was yeah. uh, almost like as if at the end of the test drive you wanted to say to him, look, I am really sorry that I took up your precious time. Uh, <coughs> at least you may have been thinking that, but uh, this is uh, this is new. This is something new that you just shared with us. Gosh, that was again quite a story. So I can't yeah. thank you enough like for calling. He, I'm sorry to interrupt. Maybe he didn't want to be bothered because I wasn't a new car, you know, buyer. I don't know. Maybe he didn't want to be bothered with my yeah. little small car. Per- I don't know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a kind of a a roll of the dice as to you know putting your finger on just uh, how. You know, he wasn't interested. Uh, I don't know. It might have been raining. You know, mm. maybe uh, uh, he didn't have breakfast. We could go anywhere with this. So anyway, yeah. Mary, thank you so much and enjoy that $50 and uh, stay in touch with us and in enjoy that uh, Hyundai. Thank you. You're welcome. Hope it gets a little warmer out there in Pennsylvania. Mm. Annie uh, is calling from West Palm Beach. Uh, she, too, is a first-time caller. Welcome to the show, Annie. Hi, good morning. How's everybody? Good. Oh, we're great. You've just won yourself $50. Oh, awesome. Thank you. Stay on the line, and I you can give Rudy your information, and I'll get the check out to you. What can we do for you today? So, I have a question. I've been listening to your show for a long time, and I have a 2011 C300 Mercedes that um, I absolutely love, and at some point in the near future, I'm going to want to um, get a, a different Mercedes, a newer model, but my problem is is there's no fix for my Takata airbags that are currently in this car. So I don't know what to do about trading it in, selling it. Um, I'm on the website almost weekly to find out if there's a fix. And there's still no fix. And have you gone to your dealer to ask for a loaner car? Uh, they should provide you with a loaner car. The car you're driving driving is unsafe. Uh, have you asked? No, I haven't. I would suggest that's that. A great, that's a great suggestion. Thank you so much. Did you buy your 2011 from a, from the Mercedes dealer, or did you buy it elsewhere? Um, I bought it from a Mercedes dealer. I take it back to that Mercedes dealer. You are uh, you are his customer. He owes you this. And Mercedes policy, I believe, is if customers request, they will provide you with a substitute car. I'd also, you know, insist on a nice car. I mean, you, you bought yourself a nice Mercedes. They should loan you another nice Mercedes. I'm not saying the exact same kind or model but you don't they don't want to be giving you a, a chevrolet if you're a mercedes mm-hmm. you're Good gonna point. <clears throat> I, and i think that um if when you go to the dealer um you might face a challenge this is on mercedes website they said that one of the questions they have an faq frequently asked questions it says can i get a loaner vehicle or alternate trans- transportation until the parts are ready and Mercedes answer is this recall was launched as a precautionary measure. We have no incidents with our vehicles, and there is no reason to stop driving the vehicle. And I would like to editorialize that and say that's a bunch of BS. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to have to uh, insist on that on the uh, loaner sure. vehicle. Sure. And uh, 
when you go to the dealer, and you can tell us the name of the dealer now if you like, or you don't have to, of course, uh, uh, I think you just need, as Stu said, you have to insist. Uh, I'm really surprised at Mercedes for making a statement like that. Most all of the other manufacturers are providing free loaners when people ask. They don't like to advertise it because they obviously don't want to have to have thousands of cars out on the road if they don't have to. But uh, I don't know of an incident where a owner of a vehicle with a recall to cut airbag with no fix has gone to the dealer and the manufacturer and <coughs> asked and been turned down for a loaner. If you are turned down, you call the show back and we will uh, assist you. Yeah. Okay. The problem is the dealers in California. I see. Ooh. Try try a I, local dealer. I recently dealer. moved back to Florida. Yeah. So. Try a local dealer. Uh, there's. Um, uh, the, the dealers in West Palm Beach and North Palm Beach are under the same ownership. Uh, North Palm Beach Mercedes and West Palm Beach Mercedes are under the same ownership. Uh, Mercedes of Del Rey is uh, owned by AutoNation. Uh, try one of the two dealerships in West Palm and then also call the AutoNation. AutoNation is a nationally owned company and they are reputable and they are honorable. I believe if you contact them, you'll probably get a good positive reply. Okay, so it's an unlimited lo loaner until they get the fix? Yes. Do they have the fix and they're telling me they don't? Or? Oh, the fix, the fix is, it's the part is a problem. There's a part called an inflator, part of the airbag, blows up the airbag, inflates the airbag when you're in an accident. These inflators are in short supply, high demand, and there's a backlog. Now... There's even a possibility that when someone has a loaner uh, and they report this to the to the you know the manufacturer, they might even swing around and see that that dealer gets inflators before someone that, who doesn't have a loaner out. But yes, the 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 fix is they know the fix; they just don't have the part. And I have a feeling you might be surprised that you get it quicker when you get their loaner car. Okay. There's All right. No, well, thank you very much. There's call, no call, reason. Call us back, Dan. Yes, there's no reason that you should be inconvenienced by not getting that loaner car. And, uh, you know, this isn't your fault. So uh, get that loaner car. Stay in touch with us and let us know how things went. I certainly will. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. Uh, we're going to go to uh, Veronica. She's given, She's calling us from West Palm Beach. Welcome to the show, Veronica. Yeah, my name is, uh, yeah. Okay, the reason why I call is to let you know how good your program is. Oh, oh thank you. you. <laughs> thank you. Because my sister, she her key was broken, and she went to her dealer, and the key was $315. Mm -hmm. I told her about um, Ace Hardware. Ace Hardware. And she went there, and she ended up paying $25. Wow. Well, that's good. That's great. Thank you so much. Yes. That makes us all feel good. You know, we, we sit here for two hours and we talk a lot and we wonder how much help we're actually doing. And that's about the most gratifying thing I've heard all week. Thank that's you right. so much. You're welcome. Are you a okay. first-time caller, Veronica? A first-time caller, yes. Veronica, I have $50 for you today. Uh, we encourage <laughs> ladies to give us a call on the show yes. every Saturday. And that encouragement is to gift them $50. So if you stay on the line and give Rudy your information, we'll get that $50 out to you this week. Okay. Thank you so much. Yeah. 
Yeah, was... The reason why she didn't call because she cannot talk on the phone on a Saturday, but I wanted her to call. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Tell her that we're happy to help. Very. Thank you. Uh, remember, uh, youranonymousfeedback.com. Youranonymousfeedback.com. You can go there and you can, well, voice your opinion, give us some advice, whatever. Or and you can we'll even, read it on the show. You can even make a wisecrack. In fact, we've got a wisecrack that came in, <laughs> and we encourage you because we've got a thick skin. And uh, Rick Kearney, Rick's I got anonymous feedback. Rick, uh, <coughs> tell them about the joke. Well, I've, I've got this one. Read this out. Uh, the question comes in. It says, Rick, I have an annoying oil can light illuminated in my car's instrument cluster. I'm sure this is oil level, not pressure. Do you know what it may represent in most cars? If it is the level, can I install a longer dipstick, relocate the sensor, or disconnect the sensor altogether to turn this light off? Thank you, the wheel man. And in actuality, sir... Most cars, the oil can light comes on when it is an oil pressure issue. However, if you're sure that yours is oil level, what you may want to do is check to make sure of the type of oil in your car. Now, there is a particular synthetic oil Rick, you're trying called to get extra e tall you're, you're trying to get even oil. with the guy. Right. He was joking. <laughs> and you're, and you're going to try to put him to sleep. Oh, uh, I was going to try. But, but anyway, that's proof that we would love to have your anonymous feedback, yeah. no matter what you say, as long as it's not profanity or vulgarity or you yeah. know, that kind of stuff. But it's like, you know. Uh, have a little fun with us. If you got something you well, want to say, if, it, if there's profanity, Rudy will yeah. just bleep it out when we read it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, right? it, it's oh, the old joke of a, a longer dipstick for when your oil level is yeah. low. Youranonymousfeedback.com, just the way it sounds. Y O U R A N O N Y M O U S. I do that because Stu's amazed how fast I can spell anonymous. Am, I've always been impressed with that. Yes, youranonymousfeedback.com feedback.com and say anything you want to say we read all of them we reply to all of them at least we try uh, if we haven't uh, please re recontact us because we really enjoy getting these anonymous feedback and we don't get that much anonymous feedback there are a lot of companies out there that are terrified to have something like this. And can you imagine what Comcast would get if they had anonymous feedback? <laughs> Whoa. I the mean, systems would blow a up. AT&T, <laughs> uh, you know, Florida Power and Light. Uh, we do anonymous feedback because we got thick skins and we have a sense of humor. We can take insults, but we get some really good creative things that we would otherwise never hear. We, we separate the wheat from the chaff, but we talk about the chaff. Yeah, did you hear the story about too. the CEO of Walmart? I think he did an anonymous feedback thing because Walmart's been that. going, doing a lot of cost cutting, kind of kind of get their uh, numbers in line, and uh, so he solicited feedback from all his employees all across the world. And the number one request that he got, um, basically, they said, "Did we cut too much uh, uh, cost?" They said because they eliminated toilet seat covers in the employees' restrooms. <laughs> and they demanded that they put the toilet seat covers back in there, and uh -huh. he granted the wish. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Well, did, did, but of all the things they could wish for worldwide, yeah, <laughs> give us the toilet seat covers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Now, I, I do have a couple others here from YouTube, however. Comments and qu actually questions here. Okay. Um, Raymond Max on YouTube is asking about his let's see let me get the proper up here it's a he's got a 2016 camry se and says he changes his oil and filter every five thousand miles which that camry's actually got synthetic oil 
So you only have to do it every 10,000. Okay. But doing it early, every 5,000, that can't hurt. No, but you don't want to do that. You're wasting, wasting your money. money. Yeah. Well, his, his question is, is it reasonable for me to expect to get 300,000 miles from my car? Well, I can't say that every one of them is going to do that amount. But it certainly is possible. I, you know, I'm a, how can I find myself disagreeing with an auto computer scientist? I would say that a 2016 Camry SE, properly maintained and, and driven according to the way you should drive a vehicle, you don't take it to Daytona racetrack, would definitely get 300,000 miles. I, I think it's actually very likely. And yeah. believe it or not, the number of cars that I see in the shop now that I work on with over 200,000 miles and pushing 300,000 yeah. has been increasing through the years. Yeah. It's it's amazing how much longer these cars last and are fantastic that way. And Ernesto from uh, YouTube, he says uh, his family is a Toyota family. And they have a 2014 Camry LE that he's wondering, does it have a CVT transmission? I know what that is. Continuously variable transmission. Exactly right, sir. Okay. And what he's asking is, should he be concerned because of the recent Corolla recall on the CVT transmissions? And the answer there is a resounding no and no, because the Camry does not have a CVT transmission. Therefore, you shouldn't have any worries about it. And for anyone interested, the Corolla recall was actually we are reprogramming yeah. the computer to control those transmissions a little better. Very good. Okay. we got a bunch of texts, don't we, Stu? We do. Uh, we have a text from Elliot. Elliot says, Hi, Earl. This is Elliot. I would like to know if you can do a secret shop on Beth Smith, Toyota, or Kia. He is always advertising free this and free that. Well, I can answer on your behalf, sir. Oh, please um, do. Of course we will. Because <laughs> we <laughs> all, we're always looking for new ideas, new places to shop. Sometimes we get in a rut. And, like, for example, last, last week we did, like, two or three Kia mystery shops in the world uh, uh -huh. in, in a row. And so, uh, yeah, new ideas are always welcome. So you can count on Agent Thunder to pay uh, Beth Smith a visit. Yeah, Beth Smith, one or the other, Kia or Toyota. Yeah. And, uh, and their uh, bombastic uh, TV advertisements certainly attract... Mr. Frank Gonzalez. Mr. Frank Gonzalez. You who, know, who is a wonderful human being. Who, who is a, he's a great guy, yeah. and he's entertaining, uh, as the Arigos are. And I, I see this latest commercial by Jim... And John Arrigo uh, is absolutely funny. Yeah. I mean, it is it is entertainment. Yeah. And one of the keys to a successful advertisement is to entertain. If you can entertain, and remember, and then you remember them. So, yeah. so we make fun of some of these car commercials, but they have to. You, you have to. If you turn off the commercial, no one's you know, right. not right. going to work. You it just really grabs your attention. Exactly. Yeah, for you sure. Want to stay watching. And I can say this, uh, Frank. You know, I mean. Listen, we're going to give a completely impartial uh, 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 report on your on your dealership. But Absolutely. I will say, as as a, as a person, one of the nicest guys I've ever he met. He is really nice. Yeah. All right, the next one is, uh, this is from Joe Mondello in Boca Raton and also Cleveland. So he is a, a snowbird. Uh, please discuss in depth, or all this is going to be a project for you. Uh, please discuss in depth buying from a dealership that negotiates and one that has a set price. How do you know the fixed price is the lowest? Thank you, Joe Mondello. Joe, that is an excellent question. I love you guys when you call and ask something I should have thought about and, uh, and covered. Uh, I'm going to repeat your question because I want everybody to listen carefully. Joe asked, how should I deal with a 
car dealership that has a fixed price versus a car dealership that does not have a fixed price and should I believe the fact that the car dealership has a fixed price is really the best price. Uh, a lot of car dealerships imply or even say that they have the one price. A one price is kind of like a buzzword now. Uh, it's like online sales. Everybody wants to be online. Everybody wants to be one price. Very, very few have true online buying. Very, very few have one price. If they say this is a bottom line price, I'll mention names. Al Packer Ford says he has a bottom line price, implying one price. It's negotiable. Uh, and they add dealer fees. Dealer fees. I'm glad I said that because even the one price dealers aren't really one price because almost all of them add dealer fees. You should always challenge the one price dealers to see if that's the price. Say to the dealer, you want an out the door price. And they say, well, they say, well, that is my out the door price. You say, okay. Uh, and you're saying that all I have to do is pay sales tax and buy a license plate. I do not have to pay anything for non-government fees. And that is the challenge to one-price dealers as well as non-one-price dealers. As far as dealing with a dealer that doesn't have one price, well, that's the whole game. Nancy answered that question for a, f a female caller earlier. You really have to shop and compare. You really have to get separate prices on your trade-in from three other sources. You have to get your bank and credit union best rate and terms. Uh, it's, you're, when you're dealing with a haggle-hassle dealer, you really have your work cut out for uh, for you, and you also have to check, you should check with TrueCar or Costco. You really have to hit them with a whole nine yards when they're haggling and hassling yeah. because there's all sorts of tricks up their sleeve. Okay. All right, moving along. Uh, we have another one. This is from Andreas, and Andreas is a regular uh, follower on our live Facebook videos, and um, but he, text, he texted us this time. He says, hello, this is Andreas, your Facebook friend and Saturday morning radio follower. My wife went to the local Toyota dealership this morning to check on a low tire pressure warning. The service technician came back within 10 minutes and a fuel system maintenance job that requires immediate attention. From checking and fixing the low tire pressure warning on the spare tire, how did the technician check or know that there is carbon buildup on the throttle body? Does this shop not listen to Earl Stewart to know that fuel additives are snake oil? What's your recommendation? Ignore the fuel system maintenance. It's on a 2014 RAV4, and they're up in Greenville, South Carolina. Wow, that's uh, that's fraud, isn't it, Rick? Uh, not really, but it's borderline. Questionable it borderline. for sure. <laughs> I can I can give you my. You're a Mister in between this morning, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. everything is almost right, in, moderate. Oh, yeah, moderate. I'm, yeah. I'm just not feeling the whole concrete we're level. We're extremes today. on this show. <laughs> Extremists, sorry. But I I can give you my opinion of what occurred. The technician gets a repair order that says low tire light on. He knows that it's cold outside, and cold weather triggers low tire pressures because the air gets compact more, and it drops the pressure with temperature. That's science. Mm -hmm. He goes out, he gets the car, he drives it in, he checks the tire pressures. All he has to do is add air to the tire. But meanwhile, he spent 15, 20 minutes, or however, even 10 minutes doing this. Mm -hmm. And in his mind, he's not making any money for this time because he's a flat rate technician mm -hmm. working on commission. So immediately, he goes for the quick slam dunk. Tell this customer, hey, did you notice that your car runs a little bit rough first thing in the morning, especially with this cold weather? And it's an obvious thing. Of course it will because the computer's got to compensate 
for that cold, very dense air going in the engine, and it's going to run a little bit rough. That's normal. Plus, carbon buildup, a certain amount, will make the car run just a little rough when it first Fraud. starts out. Fraud, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Now, and so he's looking to throw some money in his pocket yeah. by figuring out some way to get something yep. out of this. And Andreas sent a screenshot. Um, they have a, That dealership up there has a little tool, and they use it to communicate uh, between the service advisor and the customer. And it looks pretty scary here. So he's got a... It lets them know when they deferred service. Like if you if you turn down, they, they recommend something. You turn it down, yeah. and then uh, it says in bold red print: needs immediate attention. Uh, deferred service, complete fuel service, EFI and throttle, one hundred twenty nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. So that sounds pretty scary. Yes. Yeah, I might mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. No, it, it's uh, remember this, folks. That um, car dealers, everybody in a car dealership, virtually, and most car dealerships are paid on commission. Uh, Cardio himself is on commission because it's profit. That's commission. And the mechanics, the computer scientists, the technicians, whatever you want to call them, they're on commission. The sales advisors in the service drive when you come in, they're on commission. The service manager's on commission. Nobody makes any money until they sell you something. They don't get a salary like a lot of people do. So there's nothing wrong with commission inherently if you're dealing with people that are being totally forthright and honest with you. But we're talking human beings. And out of 100 human beings, how many of those are going to be totally trustworthy, transparent, and honest? You never know. So it's buyer beware when you drive your car into a car dealer service department. Your best protection, use the recommended maintenance in the owner's manual. And when they differ from that, be very wary. And if it's any kind of money at all, you get a second opinion from another mechanic or car dealer. And I'm going to throw out a little secret here. And this one, I can guarantee you, is about 99.9% concrete. If your car is running a little bit rough in the morning, it seems like when you stop at a traffic light, like the idle goes a little bit low. Ask them how much it costs just to clean the throttle body. This is usually about $30 to $40 expense. There's no parts needed. It's just a simple little bit of carbon cleaner spray, some throttle body spray, and a a scrub pad and rag. It takes about 15 minutes for the technician to do it. What is a throttle body? The throttle body is on the engine. It's a big butterfly-type valve, a circular valve, Uh that when you step on the accelerator pedal, the computer opens this valve to let air into the engine. Mm -hmm. Ah. And it's how the computer controls how much air goes into the engine for it to breathe mm-hmm. and burn that air with the fuel. So you just need to wipe down the old throttle body. Squirt if it's it. got carbon buildup on it, which a lot of, 90% of them have carbon buildup if we haven't cleaned them recently, mm-hmm. it should cost about 30 to $40 just to clean that throttle body real quick. How long does it take, Rick? 15 about minutes. 15 minutes. It takes 15 minutes. And, uh, and uh, what sort of parts are involved other than a rag? Just a rag and some cleaner so, yeah, spray. So 15 minutes with a rag, mm-hmm. they're going to charge you 40 bucks. Is yep. that something that uh, you would recommend a um, amateur to try? If you uh, no. Not <laughs> really, no. Because <laughs> there's there's too many I, things I really you want can, to clean my own that if you, no. if you do it wrong, you yeah. can damage things. Oh. Yeah. However, for that $40, your car will run so much better okay. for about the next year 
I recommend but not, in Florida. I think, I think, I think we beat years. that one to death. Let's, right. let's move along. Just don't pay $129. Yeah. No, yeah. but $40 is a whole lot nicer than $130. Yeah. Sure. What if I just squirt WD-40 on it? No. no. All right, sorry. No. Okay. All right, I can uh, remedy my whole problem in the morning <laughs> if that happens to me. Call me if you need me to. I just, no, I just go back to bed. <laughs> you, you put WD-40 on the windshield. I don't have time for the WD, water. the rag, and the throttle. Boom, boom. Don't do that, folks. Don't, <laughs> okay, so don't we have. Let's, let's get back to work here. Uh, Lenny texted us, and he he texted last week. So Lenny says. Uh, good morning. I talked with you last Saturday, and you gave me great advice. I bought the 2019 Corolla SE for $17,800 out the door. Any advice from me when I pick up the car today? Um, also, the 17800 I was able to get them to throw in window tint and body side molding. Thank you, Lenny. Whoa. So, but, so today, so you've done your deal, right? And you've agreed on it. You're going to go in there, and you're going into finance today, Lenny. This is, the, uh, this is where the other shoe might fall. <laughs> I mean, it might go well. You might wind up at 17800 out the door, but I'm going to turn it over to the recovering car dealer because uh, this is right up your alley. Well, if you haven't been through the finance, that's called the box yeah. and the parlance vernacular of car dealers. It's where you're put all alone with the F&I guy. And the F&I guy is uh, one of the highest paid people in the dealership. The F&I people make a lot of money. They make more money than the salespeople. They make more money than the mechanics. Uh, some of them make more money than the car dealer. I mean, it is not unusual in some car dealerships for an F&I guy to make a quarter million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. A good F&I guy uh, uh, can uh, retire early. I'll tell you, in South Florida, uh, I don't know if that's the average, but they make a ton of money yeah. down here in South Florida. Yeah. Pretty lucrative business. Yes. So, you bought the car, and you think it's all over. Emotionally, you're drained. You really did your homework. You're so proud of yourself. You're patting yourself on the back. And then they put you in the box with the F&I guy. And the F&I guy talks fast. He's got a computer that spits out paper like a, like a printing press spits out newspapers. I mean, you know the, you know the picture of that? And they, they, they deluge they drown you in paper, and you'll hear <clears throat> initial here, initial here, sign here, sign there. There may not even be a product presentation because many times products are sold and they just don't tell you about it. And it's almost impossible. You take that paperwork and you put it in the drawer and you don't look at it again. Some people can't find it again. Yeah. And it's sometimes, So the car dealers make more money selling you the finance and the after-sale products like gap insurance, extended service contracts, maintenance contracts, etch, uh, road hazard insurance. I could go on and on and on mm-hmm. of things they can slip in and you don't even know you're bought. So... Beware. Yeah. Now, Lenny did just text us, and he's already given, wrote the check and gave him the check, so hopefully everything will be smooth sailing from here on out. Lenny, the only thing I could say is um, if you're getting uh, this 2019 Corolla, there is a lot of new technology features. Make sure your salesperson goes through everything with you. Make sure you understand everything because, uh, like we said, these are rolling computers now, so uh, there's a lot to learn. Way to go, Lenny. Nice job. Yeah. Okay, we're all caught Thank- up. Thank you, Lenny. Uh Yay, there's Rudy's sound effects. (laughs) Love it, love it, love it, love it. Hey, 877-960-9960. Give us a call. And you can also text us at 772-497-6530. And we are on a roll this morning. Mm -hmm. Irma's calling us from Tampa, and she is a first-time caller. Irma? Good morning. Hi. Hi. Hey. You just Where won have yourself. Where you been all my life? <laughs> oh, thank you. You just won yourself fifty dollars. 
Oh, well, Candy, my friend who uh, worked with me at the bank, we're both retired now, she lives in Jupiter, and she told me about your station. I went, oh, I love it. Oh, thank you Why so much. you guys have one here in Tampa? <laughs> uh, we, we, all of us here at Earl Stewart on Cars, thank you this morning. Stay on the line and give Rudy your information, and I'll get to check out to you next week. What can we do for oh, you this wait, morning? Wait, don't I get to ask a question? Sure you do. You can ask a question. You can tell us to improve our show, anything at all. The okay. F- the, f- the, main, the mic is yours. Question. I have a 2006 Honda CRV. So it's, it's a little old, but so am I. Uh, every time I take it to be fixed, you know, something else, something else, something else. And I'm the type that my kids think I'm crazy because I go look at videos all the time to see how to do this and how to do that. So I said, I think it probably is the power steering fluid pump or something like that. So I went, oh, no, 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 it's not that, it's not that. So then they fixed something else and then something else. And then my belt, what do you call that belt? It was getting all oily. Timing. So they had to change that, and it was still leaking somewhere in my garage. So I went back, and I said, this is still leaking. He says, oh, it's just underneath the plate. It'll eventually dry. It never did. <laughs> so then I said, you know what? This is a local place here in Carrollwood. Mm-hmm. So I decided to go to Honda, and I said, could you please you know, check it out, see what's, what's going on? And believe it or not, it was the power steering pump. Wow. This whole time. And I spent over $1,000. Wow. That is oh, And they amazing. did the diagnostic, what do you call that, computer thing? The scan tool or the health check. Yep. So does that actually tell them what it is? No. Not a leak. Uh, it would be uh, something that would probably uh, transmit electronically. A leak is just a, a leak. And... Uh, I guess it just requires some experience, in which case they didn't have very good experience because you diagnosed it properly. Boy, I would have challenged them on that, or am I, you know, said, I, I told you what it was, and you told me it wasn't, and then you charged me $1,000. Uh, I don't know whether you'd be successful, but I'd at least tell them. Are you still there, Irma? Yes, sir. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I hope you become a regular caller. I love ladies like you that uh, that uh, empower themselves to challenge uh, technicians or car salespeople. And YouTube, it sounds like you do a lot of YouTubing. And uh, there's a... I love that. Yeah. Uh, I guess a, I could tell you think I'm crazy. Mom, <laughs> you're not going to learn anything. Yes, I am. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> out there, let me tell you, YouTube is something that you need to acquaint yourself with. Uh, any kind of a problem, no matter what it is, you go to YouTube and you uh, uh, put the uh, question in there. And there's 25 people that have got an idea on a 30-second or three-minute video clip. And some of them are very, very good. Rick is waving at me, so... Irma, I, I just want to throw wow. this one thought at you. I, I wish you had stuck with your gut instinct on that power steering and gotten a second opinion. You know what? I should have gone exactly to Honda right right after they yeah. said one thing. I said, well, let me go get a second opinion. And I hope the listeners are listening to me. Always go for a second opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That's, re- that's really important. And stick with your gut instinct because you, you were right on the ball. Yeah. You knew exactly what was going on there. Yeah. Belt problems can I'm lead. not even a mechanic. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> you have good instincts. <laughs> Belt problems can, uh, well, they can affect a lot of well, things under the hood. I wish we got you over here in Tampa. I had to get you on my tablet. Mm-hmm. Well, we are worldwide thanks to the Internet. 
Well, you know, you might want to hang your shingle out, Irma. You've got YouTube, so you could say Irma the technician, and every time they, <laughs> yeah. every time they have a problem, you just YouTube it, and uh, you could you could be a diagnostic technician. Come no, there. I'm going to go to you from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Irma. Thank you for being there. It's a wonderful thing. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. No, it's, what's more beautiful about it is all of our, well, all of our advice is free. All of our answers, you know, it's a win-win situation. So uh, God bless you, you know. <laughs> Thank you. Please call again, the best, Irma. The best thing is that God has put somebody like you guys on the radio uh-huh. to inform us. Those Thank of us you. who don't know. Yes, absolutely. So thank you so much for doing that. Right, yeah. so you're not Rick's mother, are you? Uh, Irma. <laughs> no. <laughs> Irma, you know, uh, uh, you, you talk about, you know, finding us and, uh, uh, you know, our popularity. We reach over 20,000 listeners every Saturday wow. morning. I know. And Candy, my friend in Jupiter, told me about you. I said, oh, my God, that is like a wonderful thing. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. i got to go find it. And then I couldn't find it that first week that she told me about it. And then I said, well, you know what? I'm going to try my tablet. And there you are. There you go. Spread the word. (laughs) Spread the word. We're trying to build a platform here for all of the ladies because they, too, are very important. And you just proved it with your mechanical genius mind. Thank you. Do you have any female mechanics? You know, we're trying to hire we're Irma. My my uh, crusade is to have 50% employees, and we're trying to get that in the whole dealership. Well, you know, they did a story on a female mechanic on the news the other, actually last week. I would love and, to hire uh, yeah. She's from Newport Ritchie, and they were just bragging and bragging about her. I said, oh, my gosh, I yeah. wish somebody would open up a mechanic shop with just all females. Yeah. There I'm actually is a lady who did that expenses. in California. <laughs> yeah. Really? I go way over there. I, in I, in I, California, I, I, there is a lady who she decided she wanted to shop, and she opened up. She her opened own, her own shop with opened up all her own place, female yeah. mechanics. Yeah, yeah absolutely. They would make because people trust women. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Absolutely. I'd have 100 percent female employees if I could. I'd like to have everybody working for me as female. They're just all. If I had to choose one sex or the other, I'd take 100 percent female. I just can't find uh, female he, technicians. He wished yeah. he had three daughters. And yeah, <laughs> and Irma, <laughs> uh, right. you know, I don't, I don't qualify as a tech, but I can. Make sure the air pressure in my tires is correct. I can fill my windshield wiper fluid and so many other things. You go, girl. So <laughs> <laughs> but I, too, am very old. So Again, thank you so much you're for welcome. being there. I just love this. Okay. Give us a call. Give us a call. I went, oh, my God. Give, thank you so much. Give us a call like again. Bye-bye. Thanks, uh, We're going to go to John. <laughs> I wish all my son were women. <laughs> you go, girl. <laughs> We're going to go to John. You better sit down for this one. Calling from Palm City. Hey, John. <laughs> good morning to everybody. I'd like to mention a tried and proven vehicle. The old saying, good things are worth waiting for. It's the sixth generation of the Ford Explorer. It's going to come out a midsummer. It's a brand new version. It's a tougher and more versatile SUV. has a sturdier frame, better traction, all great for towing. And it'll be out this summer, about midsummer. It starts at thirty-two seven sixty-five. That's for a six, a four-cylinder mm-hmm. at three hundred horsepower. There's an optional six-cylinder, which is three sixty-five. Mm-hmm. And later in this year, they're going to come out with a hybrid that'll have a range of over five hundred miles per hour. We all know the popularity now of uh, SUVs, mm. and it's been debatable. People say, "When was the first SUV?" That's questionable. 
Some say it's in 1935 with the Chevy Carrier. Others say it's a 40 with the Willys Jeep. Some say Land Rover. But the popularity of SUV is out of sight. I don't have to tell you, even Nancy mentioned that she's going to put herself into one. Um, it, it's a fantastic, I, I, my first SUV that I owned, I bought it a few years ago. I'm just sorry I didn't go into it uh, a long time ago. They're not station wagons. People think it's it's a station wagon and it has a different height, ground capacity, and there's naturally no capacity, you know, comparison. Yeah. But I want to mention that vehicle, and you know, popularity of Fords, I don't have to tell you. Yeah. It's, I mean, every Ford model almost that they made is like the uh, trucks, the S, a Ford F-150. By the way, uh, Earl mentioned commercials. I think one of the hottest commercial that they have, and it's drummed into people, they show a line of Ford trucks, and it's a jingle of, we've got a long way to go and a short time to get there. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it sticks the in people's mind, yeah. but it is the number one selling uh, truck, F-150. And people forget that model uh, Ford uh, today, which they sold over 10 million, came out in 64 and a half, mm -hmm. the Mustang. Mustang for 2020 will be the most powerful Mustang that ever came out. Mm -hmm. It'll have um, over 700 horsepower mm. with a 3.2 wow. liter engine in it. So Ford is a leader. They, uh, they're one that did not require the bailout when mm. we had the uh, uh, government bailout. So mm. I just want to mention this. We'll see what consumers <coughs> rates this new Explorer. Yeah. But people uh, should keep it in mind that are looking to buy a new car. Well, absolutely. I can't wait to see the consumer reports on that. And uh, I didn't realize, sixth generation, That's uh, didn't realize the Explorer had been around that long. Very good success. Yeah. Thank you, John. Hey, John. All right. John, have a you, good day. Are you still there? If you're still listening, John, you mentioned good things come to those who wait. You're our our good thing on Saturday mornings, and we really look forward to your call. And you've been with us through thick and thin, and we want to thank you, all of us here at Earl Stewart on Cars. Thanks, John. Have a great day. Coming up on 15 years. Really? About yeah. Wow. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero, and don't forget youranonymousfeedback.com. We're gonna go to Alan, and Alan's calling us from Jupiter. Good morning, Alan. Good morning. Uh, uh, good morning, Earl. Good morning. Uh, uh, I have a, um, a your caller that called earlier. <coughs> excuse me, regarding uh, Mercedes got my attention this morning. Uh, I leased a Mercedes from uh, Mercedes North Palm Beach uh, 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 in 2018, mm -hmm. and uh, my question is: uh, they push very hard for you to buy the package of maintenance on the car. Mm -hmm. for the lease, for taking care of it. Yes. And uh, I wonder how much is really required when you lease a car from Mercedes or probably any other dealership, are you required to do to this car uh, to return it? Uh, my feeling is kind of that 
the list uh, at Mercedes, anyway, goes as, uh, as long as your arm to, of items that they want done. And I think, well, part of this stuff they're getting back because they own the car at the end of the lease. Mm -hmm. uh, what are your thoughts on that as far as the maintenance, what's required by you as uh, the operator, and uh, what, uh, is that a scam or a pack or whatever they call it? Alan, I think that uh, the leasing companies normally, even the captive leasing companies, Mercedes in this case, uh, they're more interested in the overall condition of the car. They're going to look at the uh, dings and dents, and they're going to look at the tires, uh, stains on the upholstery, and things like that. Uh, I've never had a leasing company question me, and I've been leasing cars for over 50 years, and say, did they have the oil changed according to uh, their recommendations? You're under no requirement, remember, when you own a new car to take it to the dealer for maintenance. Uh, you uh, can take your car anywhere. Uh, the main reason that you want to maintain your car is to maintain it in uh, good running condition so you don't have a problem. Also, if you're going to keep a car, which is not the case in a lease, uh, you want to be able to have the longevity there, 300,000 miles or whatever you decide uh, you want to, you want to uh, uh, drive your car for. So uh, my answer is check to see if the maintenance that they're asking you to have performed is truly Mercedes factory recommended maintenance as dictated in the owner's manual. I would be surprised if the first three years maintenance of the Mercedes in the owner's manual was voluminous, if it was a lot of maintenance. Every car today has minimal maintenance for the at least the first two years, and right up to the third year, very minimal maintenance. With the uh, synthetic oil, uh, you're only looking at changing oil every 10,000 miles, and uh, you check the car twice a year. Uh, the total cost, I can tell you, on a Toyota in the first uh, two years of ownership is less than $100. That's what, that's what it's going to cost you. So you should not have to worry about that and I would definitely not worry about Mercedes leasing uh, causing you to have this done. If they sold something to you in the finance department when you leased the car, my guess is this was a maintenance contract probably designed by the dealer. Uh, the Mercedes, the owner of Mercedes of North Palm Beach owns multiple other Mercedes dealerships, a lot of them in the New York, New Jersey area. My guess is he has his own company, warranty insurance company, and he probably designs his own maintenance, extended service contracts, and puts anything he wants in there, and then he sells you a, a maintenance contract that will be marked up over that. So, uh, short answer to your question, no, there's no reason why you should have to worry about the maintenance with respect to Mercedes leasing. Okay. Well, I was in there recently uh, uh, to the dealer, and uh, for a 10,000-mile inspection, mm -hmm. it's over $1,000. And that seems, uh, and they change, uh, uh, they do things like fill the uh, reservoir for the windshield washer at, uh, you know, a price, and then they say you have to re uh, replace the wiper blades every, uh, every year. Uh, even if they're not worn out, that's part of the maintenance yeah. uh, package, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, thank you for your comments on it. I just, uh, it seems like a lot to me. And Alan, I, it, I agree that, that uh, these new cars uh, require very little maintenance yeah. uh, 
except for the oil change filter and, of course, brakes and tires, et cetera, that normal wear and tear items. But to replace things uh, on a time basis, and uh, it seems more to uh, take care of them than me. Alan, uh, that's outrageous, $1,000. I had no idea it was that high, but you're being ripped off. You shouldn't pay $1,000 on a new Mercedes after uh, one year. Uh, and I think you should go to... Uh, I would check with a Mercedes dealer in Delray, even if you just made a phone call, and just say, I bought a Mercedes from North Palm Beach Mercedes. Uh, the Mercedes dealer in Delray is owned by AutoNation. They're a legitimate outfit. That's not to say they might not be trying to charge you some extra uh, maintenance fees, but call them down there and say, what would you charge me for my one-year inspection on a Mercedes? I have a feeling it would not be $1,000. Also, the other thing I say to anybody that owns a luxury car, if you can go to a good independent mechanic and you can do this legally according to your maintain your warranty, you don't have to go back to the dealer to have your service done to maintain your warranty. You can have your service maintenance done at any kind of a technician uh, independent store, Pep Boys or Firestone or Goodyear or wherever you want to take it. Keep your receipts and it's a challenge to warranty work because you didn't have your maintenance done. Be able to show them that you did your factory recommended maintenance. But for them to charge you North Palm Beach Mercedes $1,000 for normal maintenance service in one year, that's outrageous. Bordering on uh, being ripped off. Rick? Alan, did I hear you say that they were charging to fill your washer fluid? Uh, yes, $7.95. Yeah. 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 That's, ri- that's a rip-off. <laughs> yeah. They're ripping you off. Yeah, you a, a gallon jug of the blue stuff is $1.99 there you go. at that's any parts store. And every dealership that I've ever heard of, we fill them for free with yeah, the blue I, stuff. I bought mine at Publix. Oh. You know? Yeah. $7.95, that's ridiculous. Wow. Well... I just want to say this is a great show, and uh, uh, I, I uh, can't say enough about it. I want my all my family to listen to it. Of course, I have grandchildren that live here in Florida, and uh, they're coming of age. Uh, one is 18, the other one's uh, uh, 16, and I, I let the buyer beware. That's my, <laughs> my exactly. caveat, I guess. Exactly. But, uh, I, your show is great information, and if I can get them up early in the morning, I'd let them listen to the show. Good but luck with that. Thank you very much for all you're doing. <laughs> thank you, Alan. Alan, let them, let them sleep in. Just let them they'll listen to the podcast in the afternoon. Yeah, there you go. There's okay. so many different ways. You can listen to that show later on today. Um, don't forget about uh, Earl's. Uh, column and that's in the uh, Florida hometown news and the home and uh, hometown uh, here Earl has just handed this to me Hold it think up to twice the before leasing a car seniors think twice before leasing a car there you go wow this is powerful hey, stuff why is that why shouldn't we lease a car I'm just uh, <laughs> uh, now you got me into it. You, you got to read, you gotta read the article. <laughs> <laughs> Seniors, think twice before leasing a car. Hey, Alan, go to EarlOnCars.com, and that article's right okay. there online. Yeah, it's the it's the one uh, most recent one, and it just kind of spells out the pitfalls and the things to watch out for. Yeah, it's a great article. Okay. Thanks for calling, Alan. Stay in touch with us. Thank you very much. Good day. Uh, you're welcome. Let's go to Howard and Jupiter. Hi, Howard. We got you there, Howard. Maybe we lost Howard. Howard, if we lost you, uh, we're still here. 
So just dial back in. We'd love to hear from you. You're one of our favorite callers. Mm -hmm. And uh, maybe we yak too long there, but give us another chance. 877-960-9960 for Howard or anybody else who'd like to call us. I think we've got some text over here. we got a couple. Uh, First one, uh, this is from Marta. Marta says, if you opened a service facility with all women. Linda will be right there. If you open a service facility with all women, you wouldn't be able to handle all the business you got. You would be overwhelmed on day one. Wow. Love wow. to hear that. Yeah. Maybe we ought to do it. Uh, we, we've been trying. Ground, no, I'm saying ground up. Just, <laughs> just like we'll put, it, we'll put the call out, women technicians and service advisors. Yeah. Um, next one is from Bob and Stuart. Um, good morning. My question. Oh, I'm sorry. We have Linda waiting. So yes, we'll, we do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll get to this in a second. Good morning, Linda. Linda's uh, calling I from have Hope Sound. A 2015 Toyota Corolla LE. I bought it from the local dealer in Stewart. Um, I take it in for a regular maintenance, but after this last maintenance in January, I noticed a clicking noise in the back rear side of the car when I come to a slow stop. Uh, I called the um, maintenance department and mentioned this to them and asked them if I should bring it in. And she told me that it didn't sound like anything and it would be okay to wait until my next maintenance appointment, which would be in June. But I'm still kind of leery about it. And I was wondering if you might know that if it's something serious I need to take care of before then. What do you think, Rick? Linda, let me ask you this. Do you have alloy wheels or steel wheels with hubcaps on your car? I don't know. I'm willing uh, to bet that you probably have the, the steel wheels with plastic hubcaps. And what happens quite often with those plastic hubcaps, if they didn't get the hubcap installed quite right, when you're driving, especially very slow speeds in a parking lot with the windows down where you can hear it, you'll hear this little tick, tick, tick sound. And it's actually the tire is pushing and it's actually causing that hubcap to flex just a little bit. It's, it's an odd thing. I, I understand how crazy this sounds. But if you stop in there and just ask them to reinstall your hubcaps, make sure those two rear hubcaps are properly installed, Odds are that's going to take care of your problem. Oh, okay. Well, thank you so much. And Linda, ask them ahead of time if there'll be any charge for that. If you're their customer, you bought your car there, this should be a courtesy. Oh, yeah. No charge at all. They shouldn't charge you for that. No. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you, Linda. Thank you, Linda. Thank you so much. Stick to your guns. Get back with us and let us know what happened, Linda. You're an important caller. Eight I'm seven. I'm gonna take it in. Okay, thank you so much, and you have a great weekend. Thank you. Eight seven seven nine six zero ninety nine sixty, or you can text us at seven seven two four nine seven six five three zero. And remember, you can take advantage of that text when we get to the mystery shopping report this morning, and you too can vote. And the mystery shopping report is going to be a doozy. And I now have my Tina fix. Tina is calling from Bonita Springs. She's a regular caller. Good morning, Tina. We missed you. Oh, good morning. How are you guys doing? Welcome back. 
Thank Good you for morning. missing me. I'm glad somebody does. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Okay. Okay. Buy three tires. Get one free. We need to talk about that whole tire buying rabbit hole because it's reared its ugly head again. So <coughs> the listeners and the viewers on Facebook need to know what to watch out for when buying tires. Well, there's a lot of extra fees for one thing, Tina. You've got... Uh, uh, a lot of these car tire companies will uh, add, kind of like a dealer adds a dealer fee. In service departments, they add a miscellaneous supplies fee. Car dealers have their extra, uh, uh, tire dealers, I should say, have their extra fees. And you need an out-the-door price on tires just like you need an out-the-door price on a car. And most tire sellers are reluctant to do that. You know, the buy three, get one free is... Uh, just uh, every product you see there, they'll they'll say that there's no such thing as a free lunch. And when you buy a three tires to get one free, they're just marking up the other three tires enough to cover the cost and the profit of the fourth tire. So um, when you go in there, there'll be road hazard insurance. There'll be uh, uh, there'll be uh, I'm trying to think of all the other fees that they have in there. They they're kind of like car dealers. They have created creative names for different fees they had and the best way to preclude this i'd get on the telephone i'd call tire kingdom or whomever i'm going to buy my tires from i tell them what time type of tire i want and i say i want four of these tires uh i want you to put them on my car for me you're going to have to mount the tires and then you're going to want to balance the tires i want to know the out the door price and tell me every fee and extra charge will be included uh, rick had a point Yep. Uh, they're also going to be quite often limiting that special deal to only certain sizes of tires and sometimes certain brands right. and models. Right. So always check on that. Make sure the tires that you want and the size you need are covered under that. And watch out when they start asking to charge you for the valve stems. Most cars nowadays from about 2010 on up, all of them have tire valve sensors and you do not replace them whereas the older cars much older than that we used to replace the rubber valve stem every time and they would charge for those rubber valve stems nowadays if they look like they're trying to charge for valve stems call them on it because they shouldn't be that's great information rick really and tina i, I, I almost that. forgot uh costco is the place to buy tires uh you get a Absolutely. very good price uh, they're honest they're mm -hmm. fair they even give you free nitrogen. I say. I was. I, I was just going I say that, but uh, they at least. I don't believe in nitrogen. At least if they don't charge you for it. And uh, I've actually shopped uh, Costco uh, from my dealership. They have. They'll sell tires over their retail that I pay more for wholesale. So their price, their volume pricing is huge, and they only mark. They don't have anything that they sell you. They mark up more than fifteen percent, uh, and you get a fair shake at Costco. In in in, in next well, Excuse I have I have a quick question I have a quick question for Rick too regarding tires. Okay. While we're on the subject, um, Rick, I know that years ago I don't know about now, but years ago people used to try to save money and they would only replace like maybe one tire. Mm. And sometimes they would do this on the rear axle. And I don't know if it's true or not, but I've heard that with rear wheel drive and four wheel drive vehicles that you want to have both tires on the same axle to be the same. You don't want two different tires. Is that still true, or could you explain to our, our Facebook viewers and listeners why it would be a really bad idea to have two different tires in the same axle? 
I always recommend tires in pairs. In other words, the two fronts or two rears. And when you're replacing tires, the new ones, if you're only doing two, should start out in the back. The reason for that is that the cars are much lighter in the back end, and the best tread should be back there to help get water away when you're driving the car in a wet situation, which, hey, this is South Florida. We got rain all the time here. And the other side of it is running two different tires, even just if the treads look very, very similar, having two different tires on the front of the car or on the back can cause what's called a tire pull, and it'll make your car pull to one side or the other. So that's a very, really not a good idea. That's why I always recommend at minimum two tires or four tires, never one or three. Yeah, and can't you ruin the mechanics of the car, like the, the suspension or the, um, the part of the drivetrain if you have two different tires in the back or the front? Uh, that's unlikely, but however, on some older cars, say around 2005 to 2007, right in that area, a lot of them, the tire pressure systems and the ABS systems can become confused if the tread depth is different sizes. So that can oh, okay. cause issues. But yeah, that's why I always recommend minimum two tires or four tires, never one or three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you can't just buy three tires and pay extra for the fourth one. That's a bad idea. <laughs> Which you're paying extra for anyway if those people are offering that deal. I pass that sign every day at a certain tire tire dealership on Benita Beach Road. So <laughs> I thought, you know, i got to call them on it while I'm talking to the guys and Nancy. So. Do you have a Costco over there near uh, Benita Springs, Tina? Uh, there's one in Naples. There's not one in Benita. Yeah, it's worth it's, a drive. Uh, is, Walmart, is Walmart a good place to buy tires, too, or is Costco a better deal than Walmart? Uh, I think Costco is a better deal, but I think Walmart's good, too. Well, that would be Sam's Club, uh, probably, for the tires. But, yeah, I think uh, they got great prices at Walmart, Sam's Club, and Costco. Yeah, that's, that's good to know. Three simple places that you can go to and don't mess with anybody else. Exactly. That's the way to do it. Well, Tina, it's good to hear from you. I uh, haven't heard from you in a couple of weeks. We really missed you. We've been having a, a lot of uh, women callers, and I think you were probably the catalyst. You've been with us for a long time. You call us regularly, and uh, we've had more female callers uh, this week, I think, than we've had male callers so far. Yes, absolutely. Yep. We have. And, awesome. Uh, uh, a, lot, a lot of, has it been a lot of new female callers? Yes, really? we've had quite a few. Yes, and quite a few. Really building yeah, it up. I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad. I hope you get to write lots of checks this week. Well, we, yeah. we have you to thank for that, Tina. You, yeah, you thank really you. started it all. You really, you're rounding them thank up. Thank you. And uh, bringing them to us. So uh, thank you for your participation. Give us a call again. 877-960-9960, or you can text us at 772-497-6530. Now back to the recovering car dealer. We have Ron from Riviera Beach. Ron, thank you for holding. How can we help you this morning? Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Yeah, Rod, the old crash test dummy. <laughs> the, um, a lot of the uh, lot of the cars, instead of getting 300000 I I I've been getting... At least five hundred thousand on my vehicles, and one I got seven hundred thirty-six thousand. Holy mackerel! Wow, Oof, that is Can't amazing. You're the traveling man. 
Well, you, you, you maintain <laughs> your car, Rod. Right? I've you never seen go. yeah, I've never seen a well-maintained car that uh, didn't last hundreds of thousands of miles. And uh, every night, yeah, there's an exception to every rule, but most people just don't take care of their vehicles. If you do the factory-recommended maintenance religiously, uh, 300000 is a piece of cake. This, uh, this is very true. Um, also wanted to talk about, were you talking about cleaning the throttle body? Mm-hmm. That um, a lot of the vapors that get behind there, the uh, used, uh, used up NOx um, vapors and oil vapors and such like that, it forms like an oily sludge. So yes, uh, cleaning that is a, is a good thing. Rod, how often well, do you how often do you clean your throttle body uh, in your cars? Because you get unbelievable mileage. Um, in actuality. Yes. I went to a special course, and there's a there's a little hole that goes through it, a little uh, little real small hole, mm-hmm. and uh, I put down paper towels, stuff like that, and I size that hole up just a little bit. Um, that was a hundred fifty dollar class, and um, I, I got I had to be real careful about how large to size and how large not to, and um, that, that's the last time I cleaned my throttle body. Well, that's, uh, that's interesting. Uh, everybody could take a lesson from you uh, because I don't know anybody uh, that has ever gotten 730,000 miles on a car. That's a new record. Uh, why didn't you go for a million? I was trying to, Earl, <laughs> but, uh, but the, the thing started looking so bad and shabby <laughs> that my lady friend said, said uh, you know you can't park that can't park that in the yard anymore i'm like what <laughs> she goes it's, oh, it's a rusted hunk we might have got you in the guinness book of world <laughs> records and i put an umbrella down so uh no seriously it was getting it was getting pretty bad i uh i think the engine would have made it <laughs> rod uh, you're my hero you're my maintenance hero you could and, have just uh, thrown a blanket over it exactly <laughs> Well, thank you very much well, for being, being such a good regular caller, and uh, I hope you can call again next week. You're always very interesting. Yeah, humorous. Interesting. Well, enjoy the day. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. We're going to go to Ward. He's calling from Stewart. Good morning, Ward. How you doing today? Ward, do we I'm have good. I'm good. That's good. good. Thank you. What's up? Hey, uh, girl. Yeah. Hey, girl, it's Ward. Hey, you know, I was up in Stewart the other day, and uh, at the gas station, a uh, salesman pulled in with a brand-new uh, uh, Toyota, so I looked at the sticker, and of course, the sticker said $695, so, you know, nice guy, nice young guy, looked, looked pretty good, so I said, well, you know, Earl Stewart says that, you know, he shouldn't be paying that dealer fee. Mm-hmm. He said, well, ask Earl about the, uh, the sun and salt package he puts on his cars. The what? You have a sun and salt package that you no. sell? Or? <laughs> I never heard. <laughs> I never heard of a sun and salt package. That must be uh, uh, somebody else's product. Ah, that's funny. I uh, you got to you got to give the guy credit for a fast comeback. But no, no, uh, we don't have um, any any sort of uh, ad- additives uh, to the factory equipment on the cars. Well, okay. Well, I guess he was pretty little indignant <laughs> about it because you know he was so. He was kind of early, and he was dressed nice. And <laughs> I'd fill a car up with gas with yeah. somebody, but 
You said to ask you about you have one. You have a dealer so you just hide it somewhere. That's what yeah, that's that's uh, a lot of the de- defense that they play is that I hide my dealer fee. <laughs> and uh, maybe we'll have okay, a contest. Okay. I, I think that's a great idea. <laughs> I'm going to have a contest. If you can find Earl's dealer fee and bring it to the radio show, we will pay you $100,000. Oh, well, I win. It's built into your profit. It's normal. Well, it's where it's supposed have, to be. But they have to show me where it is. But it's, it's, it's in the price of the car, where it's supposed to be. I win. Okay, Rick. Sit down. All right, all right, all right. It was funny because he came back so quick on that, you know. Thanks. You guys think you have an app. You gave to a Treasure Coast, or not Treasure Coast, I don't know what they call it, but you gave him an app. Ward, thanks very much uh, for that. Uh, I have my spies everywhere, all you car dealers out there. And so, whatever you say, we're going to hear back on the radio. Ward is one of my spies. (laughs) Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, remember that you can vote uh, uh, you can text us and uh, share your vote with us on the Mystery Shopping Report at 772-497-6530 and we're going to go to Jenny who's calling from Palm Beach (laughs) Hi Jenny Hi how are you? Good how are you doing today? I'm doing good thank you very much What can we do for you? I wanted to know um, I've I've been driving a, a while and I'm not you were, I was just wondering, how do you tell if you need a uh, wheel alignment? Mm. Well, Jenny, uh, wheel alignment checks are free. And uh, there might be a few dinosaurs out there trying to charge you for it. It's not a bad idea checking your wheel alignment every time you bring your car in for service. In fact, in fact that should be done automatically. Uh, if you're concerned about it, you should just call the dealer, um, find a slow time, come in there and ask them to check your alignment at no charge. The uh, alignment machines now are very sophisticated, and you get a computer printout that gives you sp- uh, very specific uh, information about which wheel, front, rear, right, left, and the type of misalignment there may, there may be. There's a green zone and a yellow zone and a red zone. But alignments is very important because you can really ruin a set of tires quickly. And I've done it, so I know I'm speaking from experience. You, when you get your wheels out of alignment sometimes, you won't notice the uh, wear because it could, wear can be on the inside of your tires, and you, it's hard to see sometimes. But uh, check your alignment at least every... In South Florida, with all the potholes and the curbs and other kind of stuff we're bumping into all the time, I check my alignment every couple of months just to be on the safe side. It doesn't cost you anything. Oh, good. Thank you. That answered my question totally. That's a very good. Thank you so much. I appreciate your help. Thanks, Jenny. We love you female callers. Yes, call thank you, next Jenny. Week, please. That, uh, that wheel alignment's oh, real important. Thank you. Thank you. Give us a call yes. again. 877-960-9960. Or you can text us at 772-497-6530. I think Stu needs to catch up on some text, don't you, Stu? Yeah, we have four in the backlog here. Uh, let's see here. First one is, okay, it's for Rick. Rick, are tune-ups even a thing anymore? My da- my granddad yells at me every morning. <laughs> I'm sorry. My da- <laughs> I'm sorry. All right, let me get through this. My granddad yells at me every morning and says I'm past due for my tune-up. I always yell back he doesn't know what he's talking about, and tune-ups aren't even a thing. This just makes... <laughs> This just makes him matter, and he keeps screaming at me. I'm sorry, I have to regain. I'm a drug test, you and Nancy. <laughs> this is funny. 
This just makes him matter, and he keeps screaming at me. Rick, give me something I can use to shut this down. I'm up to date on my maintenance. Help. Okay. You have 30 seconds, Rick. Very quick definition of a tune-up. A tune-up used to be adjust the carburetor, adjust the ignition timing, and adjust the points, and replace the spark plugs. Nowadays, carburetors don't exist. Ignition timing is covered by the computer. Fuel injector is covered by the computer. Replace spark plugs when your manufacturer calls for it, and that's all you need. I'm out. Okay, that was okay. good. All right, moving along. 23 seconds. I, d- I do apologize for that. <laughs> that's objectively funny. I don't care what anybody says. Okay, Anne-Marie is a regular listener, regular right. texter. Yeah. Anne-Marie says, good morning. When a customer brings a car into the service department, say for a routine maintenance, entire rotation, they see the service advisor, sign the forms, and wait. When the car is ready, the customer pays the bill, grabs the keys, and then gets the car. What should a customer do if they find out that the shop broke the plastic wheel covers? Thanks. Well, you just ask him to pay for it. Uh, this is not uncommon. I mean, things do happen. You get uh, grease on your steering wheel. You get grease on your seats. Uh, sometimes they'll break something. And if you go into a sloppy shop with untrained technicians, uh, you know, your car is at risk. Uh, it's a good idea to inspect your car before you drop it off. Uh, I think uh, oftentimes the question is, are you sure you didn't do that yourself? Uh, I got a great idea. Yeah, I, I just uh, webcams and well, the you, uh, service drive. You don't, you don't need that. You got your own webcam. You take yeah. your phone, get a video, do a quick walk around. It'll take you 30 seconds, get yeah. a quick video of your car, yeah. and then, then you got some evidence. Exactly. Good Rick? idea. Well, actually, a, a good service advisor should take the customer and walk around the car with the yes, customer point and point out each item. Yeah. And they should also be aware that on older cars with plastic hubcaps, sometimes, you know, they've gotten kind of brittle with age in this Florida sun, and sometimes they do break. I mean, it just, unfortunately, that's that's a case of plastic hubcaps. They exactly. do wear out and break over time. Yeah. So yeah. it's something to be aware of. Um, but they, sometimes they do break in the well, shop. Well, this, so. this is a problem oh, yes. for you. Yes. Uh, Anne Marie is also a problem for car dealers because people sometimes will break things and not remember or not realize it. Yeah. You bump up, up against something and you break your hubcap, and the first time you look at it is when you pick your car up after you left it with the dealer. So maybe it wasn't his fault. So good idea for the dealers and the customers to check their cars out before they leave it in the custody of a car dealer for a day or two. That's right. Okay, Bob and, Bob and Stewart. Um, says, good morning. My question is that the newest trend seems to be to put four-cylinder turbo engines in most cars and SUVs. How durable are they, or are they, or are they, as they say, pushing the limits on engines that size? Mm, no, the technology is really getting a lot better on these. And the biggest thing is that these small engines are able to produce massive amounts of power, but using less fuel and using the fuel much more efficiently and producing less emissions. So it's a, it's a win-win situation all the way around. That's a good thing. They're able to squeeze more power out of a smaller fuel-consuming and more efficient engine. And the turbo is part of that. The smaller engine, uh, better fuel economy. That's uh, technology progress. Yep. That's good. How we, have we cleaned up on the text? We are all caught up. Yeah, there was one text, but I had a follow-up question that wasn't sure, so we're good to go. Okay. And just a couple YouTube comments. Uh, Lenny says he's in Atlanta, Georgia, and just found us, and he says we've got a great show. Ah. And Raymond says, hi, Earl. 
Each Saturday, my wife and I watch your program. We've learned so much. Thank you. Wonderful. You know, all your YouTube folks and your Periscope, if we have any Periscope folks, Facebook, spread the word because it is so cool that we're now growing out of South Florida. We, we're we no longer just a South Florida show. No. We're, uh, I guess, directly international. We've had Canada, yeah. so we're international. So if you're YouTube and you find us somewhere, uh, spread the word. We'd love to hear from all over the United States or the world for that matter. I'm waiting for the first intergalactic call. Okay, well, you might be there to get it. And ladies and, <laughs> uh, and gentlemen, this has been a pretty exciting show. You know, in, in light of the fact that we've had more female callers this morning, uh, excites me. Uh, you helping me build this platform here at Earl Stewart on Cars is, uh, you know, it's just amazing. I'm impressed with uh, all of you. And uh, uh, just a, a few numbers I'll throw out there. This is from uh, Automotive News, and there was a interesting article, Women Impacting impacting Dealerships. And do you realize that women buy $200 billion, $200 B billion, uh, in car and cars in service? And 85% of women are a huge part of the buying decision. So uh, let's level the playing field and, uh, well... There's, well, power in numbers, ladies, and again, thank you. Yeah, we might have overdone this woman thing because we had more women call. Mm -hmm. So maybe we should start finding the men when they call. Absolutely. $50 for the women and $50 fine. It'll be an in and out. We'll just pass it along. Thank you. You're our first male caller. Just kidding. We're going to charge you 50 bucks. We have one more text that popped up. Um, (laughs) Hey, the rim rim shot. Really? That's it. Uh, I'm telling you. Regular listener, <laughs> regular texter. This is Steve up in New Jersey. Good morning, Earl. Steve from New Jersey. Over the years, I've always bought new cars new and kept them well-maintained. Never kept a car for less than 15 years, and the oldest was kept for 20 years. Hmm. However, particularly after the speed of change with safety technology, my guess a car needs replacement every six to seven years. What are your thoughts on this matter? Hate to be the passenger in an old car hit by a new large SUV or pickup truck. Are we talking about... Not being able to keep the car multiple years because of the safety issue. I think he's talking about just all the new technology that's getting uh, that's getting introduced and yeah. keeping for 15 years. You're going to be uh, way behind the times if you keep it that long. Now. Yeah, it will be, and uh, I uh, I have mixed emotions because it's kind of ironic the fact that once the manufacturers finally built. Uh, a real Swiss watch type of a car mechanically, and the maintenance is very low, repairs are minimal, and they've got a car that'll last, we've been talking 300, 700,000 miles, years and years. But the technology has caught up so fast and has accelerated that now the safety technology is making cars obsolete. So you have to make a tough decision. Used to buy a car because you had to buy a car because they broke. They don't break anymore. Now you buy a car because you want to be safer. Yeah. I, that's a good problem, right? Yeah. And I, how much longer this acceleration and uh, technology will go, I'm not sure. But I think it depends on you. I mean, if you feel safe in your car, don't worry about it. Uh, if you, if you're concerned, you got you're concerned about your family, and you really really appreciate some of the uh, amazing uh, safety features that we have in cars. I think it's worth the investment to buy. I'm a car dealer, so I'm 
full transparency, I'm trying to sell you right. a car. So I like to sell cars, but you really don't have to buy one anymore. You buy one because you want to. Yeah, I think that f- falls under the category of modern problems. I mean, everything with technology, yeah. Yeah. from your cell phone, you got to upgrade it every year. Yeah. It's crazy. It's even your refrigerator. I, I, I feel behind the times. My refrig- the refrigerators come out. They're connected to the internet. They do all sorts of stuff. Amazing. Everything. My, even my my thermostat. It's a. Uh, yeah. It's very. It's anxiety uh, 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 inducing. I think. I know what you mean. <laughs> Yeah. How many iPhones have I bought? Uh, well, 10. Uh, one every year for the one last every 10 year, years, yeah. 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 I, I felt the same way about my Formica repair kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just going crazy with this, and I decided maybe I didn't know everything, and I went to the YouTube, and I was doing it right. There you go. Mystery <laughs> Shopping <laughs> Report. I got a job for you. <laughs> Mystery <laughs> Shopping Report of Ed Moore's Honda. Uh, hard to believe that it's been two years since we last paid a visit to Ed Morris Honda. Ed Morris Honda is one of the three Honda dealerships in Palm Beach County. The other two are Brayman Honda in Green Acres and Delray Honda in Delray Beach. Uh, located on Blue Heron Boulevard in Riviera Beach, right next to I-95, Ed Morris uh, sells quite a few less Hondas than either Brayman or Delray. Uh, it's not a good thing. Uh, the Ed Morris family still owns the Ed Morris group of dealerships. Uh, the uh, founder, Ed Moore Sr., uh, passed away several years ago. And his son, unfortunately, uh, Ted Morris, passed away a few years ago, too. But I believe there's a grandson and uh, granddaughters. And there's Teddy, um, who is the grandson. Grandson, yeah. I'm not sure if he's still involved anymore, then. Yeah. At any rate, there are multiple uh, all the way over to Tampa Ed Morris dealerships. Hans is a very popular car in our area. It's got about a 9% of the new car market, so about one out of every 10 cars you see is a Honda. They build very good cars, Mm -hmm. high consumer report ratings, and you can't go wrong with a Honda. Ed Morris Honda also plays a special role in my history as a consumer advocate. During the early days of my crusade against the dealer fee, the Ed Morris Auto Group made public claims that I secretly concealed a dealer fee in the price of the cars I sold at my Toyota dealership. Interestingly, we had a comment about that earlier in the show. So actually, uh, they ran a commercial. It was a radio commercial back then, uh, accusing me of hiding my dealer fee and my price of my cars. So I sued Ed Morse on that, and it got into be quite a legal battle, uh, back and forth, and depositions, and all the type of stuff that goes on. Ed Morse did stop the radio commercial, and we fought it out uh, for, I guess, probably a year or so. And then, interestingly enough, his attorneys, his attorneys sued me yeah. for defamation <laughs> because I said something about, you know, I can't imagine I'd ever say anything negative about a lawyer. Yeah, I think you were fair. Yeah. How many people remember the name Scott Rothstein, uh, a lawyer in... Uh, in the Fort Lauderdale area. He was kind of like the South Florida Bernie Madoff. And uh, Ed Morse's attorneys were part of that uh, scandal. And uh, as a matter of fact, Ted Morse, uh, Ted, uh, Ed Morse Sr., or Jr., uh, Ted Morse uh, was uh, Scott Rothstein's best friend. And that goes. that's kind of an interesting story. Uh, catch me sometime at a bar and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Uh, although unintended, my legal battle with Ted Moore served a vital public function. 
it shines yet another unflattering light on a car dealer practice that has remained in the shadows for decades. And uh, I give them credit for that. I mean, it, it really brought to light a lot of the uh, fables and nonsense and, and the shadows of this whole dealer-free thing. Uh, we worked it all out, uh, Ed Morse lawyers and I, and even Ted Morse and I. Ted Morse and I had a long conversation. In fact, I called Ted. I said, you know, we can continue this thing, spending bunnies on lawyer on money on lawyers. I think you made your point. I made my point. You stopped the radio commercial. And uh, one of your dealers, uh, one of Ed Morse dealers, uh, dealerships actually dropped the dealer fee for a while. So I think we got what we were looking for. I said, well, let's say we call it quits, and we called it quits. Mm-hmm. Best way to sell a legal thing is not go to court. Last week, Agent Thunder assumed the persona of Larry Laydown. Now, Larry Laydown is somebody that walks in as a sucker. You know, the old uh, P.T. Barnum, there's a sucker born every minute. There are a lot of Larry Laydowns out there that get taken advantage of. I feel bad when I say it because a lot of them are nice people. Just because you get taken advantage of doesn't mean you're a bad person. You're just not a careful you just haven't listened to this radio show enough. You haven't listened to the radio yeah. show. Larry Laydown. Uh, and he went into... Uh, His wife, Linda. The uh, Greek Okia of Del Rey and is unprepared. And this is what we did with Ed Morse Honda. And here's a report. I speak in the first person as if I were Larry Laydown. I pulled an Ed Morse Honda around quarter to five. Thursday afternoon, I went into the showroom, greeted right away by a very friendly receptionist. I helped myself to complimentary chocolates uh, while she paged the salesperson for me. Dave, the salesman approached after a few minutes, offered me his hand. He was pleasant, asked what brought me in. I told him I wasn't completely sure. I said my wife and I had a 14-month-old daughter, uh, so safety was my primary concern. I paid my wife. Uh, I said my wife uh, had a. Uh, and I said just said that, didn't I? We also needed some practical functionality. Uh, we had strollers, diaper bags, and things like that to deal with. Seems like the, only the other day I had Stu in a stroller. <laughs> <laughs> Time flies. I'm still riding. That was a six months, a big one. Six months ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it was a baby buggy. Exactly. <laughs> we walked over to a white CRV right there in the showroom. The MSRP was $28,295. I think you skipped a paragraph there. Yeah, did I? That's right. I'm getting. Uh, That's okay. Dave I'm left. A, I'm it's, a drug it's all, test. It's all I'm fluff. A, I'm a drug <laughs> test myself. Dave def- uh, de- delivered a comprehensive presentation. He systematically went over each and every feature, describing and explaining the benefit to me. A real pro, a real smooth guy. He asked me if I was ready to take a test drive. I said I was. I assumed we'd go outside and find a similar car. But instead, Dave got the help of a couple of other employees, and he drove the CRV right out of the Edmore showroom. I climbed in, and we drove off the lot. Dave wove subtly through questions into our subtle questions, probing into our conversation. Uh, if I was a regular consumer, I wouldn't even realize I was being probed. I would have been aware of this, uh, inf- unaware of this information. And this is a real slick salesperson. The salespeople are trained to learn as much about you as they can. Your budget, uh, your uh, desire to finance or not, pay cash, maybe a leasing candidate, 
uh, is the more they know about you, the more they can find the right car and yeah. sell you the car they and want. And the better salespeople don't make it seem like they're interrogating you. Exactly. And interrogation is a sign of an amateur. And Dave was not an amateur. During the conversation, I real, revealed that I had never bought a car from a dealer before. I told him my credit score was below average, 658 Beacon. But my wife's uh, credit score was very good. Dave learned that I did not have a car to trade in, but I had uh, about $4,000 that I could use as down payment. And Larry lay down, you readily uh, explain everything. You, you, you vomit up information. You, you, you tell everything, to, which is okay, because you want to find the right car. And if you don't, if it's not a privacy issue with you, tell them as much as you can so you can find the right car that will fit your needs. Uh, we returned to the dealership. Dave continued to pro probe in a pleasant way and uh, walked inside. Um, he wanted to know what payment I was hoping to get. I said our budget would allow us to go uh, no higher than, say, $400. I was completely ignorant of what kind of payment I could expect to pay. I didn't know. That is true, Larry Laydown. Yes, that's gold. Dave mm -hmm. said he believed we could go, uh, we could be close to that on the CRV we just drove. He offered me a bottle of water, a seat, said he'd get the numbers for me. He returned with a worksheet. Uh, before he began, Dave uh, told me that March and April were the best months of the year, which is fairly true. I think there's a lot of action in March and April. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, we call it used car season because there's a lot of people yeah. with tax returns. and Yeah, a lot of volume in March and April, and uh, it's not a bad idea to tell the customer that it's a good time to buy a car. You don't want to say it's a bad time. I would say December was better. December is definitely yeah, better. End of year. Uh, he said they have great interest rates and lease specials, and I'd be happy with what he could to show me. The worksheet looked familiar, very familiar to Greco kids. There was a grid of payment options. I commented when we did the Greco shop that this is something I hadn't seen, but I think it, it's a new kind of a in vogue uh, way to sell cars. Uh, it's kind of like an advanced digital age uh, Foursquare yeah. kind of a thing. Foursquare is a way to find out what is your hot button. Monthly payment, down payment, trades and allowance, discount. They want to find out what gets you toward the bottom line. And this new system helps in that direction. The top line was indicated on the price was market value selling price. And the amount of twenty-eight thousand two ninety-five market value selling price is an innocuous, uh, vague term to make you think that it's an honest price, but it's just a term to justify raising a price above what is true market value. Market value is what people actually pay for cars. I'll digress a bit and say that true car is your best bet to find something approaching uh, a true market value because they wire in to the car dealer computers and they know the actual transaction prices. The transaction price is a true market price, not a number that a car dealer puts on an addendum label. Uh, the market value was $28,295. That was a discount of $21,45, which made my price $26,150 to $26,150. Then came the ads. Large, large number of ads. Uh, Xylon, XZ. Exelon. 
Exelon. I don't know. I Googled it, by the way. X-E-I-L-O-N. $499. 289 for Road Hazard. 479 for Etch. Uh, 289 for Wheel Locks and Splash Guards. And 120 for a cargo tray. Now, <laughs> that all adds up to 1676. I could go through this and I could tell you what each thing was. It's not worth your time because it's high priced undervalue. The key is to raise the price. My guess is of that $1,676, less than $300 would be legitimate. Maybe much less than $300. The new selling price was $27,826. Below that, in large print, it read, plus tax, title, fees, and payoff. Fees. Now, here we have the subterfuge. The fees were not itemized or printed anywhere on nope. the proposal. This worries me very much. On the way to the radio show this morning, Nancy said, did you see anything unusual about the shopping report? And this is kind of what I uh, did see unusual, is the fact that more often than not, the dealer fees and the multiple dealer fees are disclosed earlier. And the new trend seems to be to not disclose the dealer fees until you get into the finance department. So that makes it much darker and more difficult for you to discern the extra profit, the hidden profit to the car dealers. All car dealers have hidden profit and they hide it in the form of a non-government fee. And we use the generic term dealer fee. Years ago, 15 years ago, there were really things called dealer fees. In fact, most of the dealers called their hidden profit dealer fee. And because it became so commonly known and used in the language, dealer fee, they said, ah, we will change the name to something else. We actually have dealers today advertising no dealer fee, but they do charge an electronic filing fee. They do charge a notary fee. Which are just as big as the original dealer fee. (laughs) Yes. They don't charge the original dealer fee. But it's bigger. We even see we've seen them on their buyer's orders. It says dealer fee, and then pre-printed zero with a dollar. But right yes. below that, there'll be six hundred dollars for yeah. some other bogus fee. Yeah. So the at least if you disguise these non-government fees, and you put them on your sales buyer's order worksheet, whatever you want to call it, you give the buyer pre-notice that it is being charged. And by the way. The Florida Automobile Dealers Association opinion is the dealer fee should be disclosed on the Monroney label, or the addendum, I should say, to the Monroney label. This is rarely done. <coughs> and it's not done on the worksheets here at Ed Morris Toyota. I mean, sorry, Ed Morris uh, Honda. So all you know is you've got the the uh, Xylon, the Road Hazard, the Edge, and the other nonsense on the addendum label, you don't know that you have the hidden fees. The fees remain hidden, and they remain hidden from Agent mm-hmm. Thunder. If he had gone online, if he'd gone online, he would have seen they have an $899 dealer fee. Online, yeah. At least. In the fine print. Yeah. By the way, state law says the dealer fee must be included in the advertised price. I don't consider, I'm not a lawyer, but I think my my opinion is is valid. Included in the advertised price means included in the advertised price. Disclosing it in the fine print is eight ninety nine, but not adding it in to the price is not including it. 
So I consider this a violation of law. Now, one of the payment options came up close to my requested payment of less than $400. The best was for $441 a month, and that was for 72 months and $5,000 down. I told Dave I had questions. I said I only wanted to go for five years, but I couldn't afford a $5,000 down payment. Even though I was supposed to be laid down, I had to ask him about the add-downs. Dave said it was an Ed Morse program, and sensing my shifting demeanor, quickly added that they were optional and would take them off. So remember this, always object to the dealer-installed options. Virtually every dealer has dealer fees, hidden fees. Virtually every dealer has dealer-installed options. Object, object, object. Over half the time, they'll take it off, just with the objection. But the Larry laydowns, the real Larry laydowns, don't object. Sometimes they don't see it in the excitement of the car buying process. I asked him if he could keep uh, my payment at first. Oh, no, I think he skipped over the... Uh, okay. I asked why he included them without explaining what they were up front, meaning the uh, accessories, uh, the, uh, the nonsense. Um, Dave struggled to answer and eventually admitted they come preloaded on every proposal. He apologized for the lack of transparency, and we moved on. And this is true. Virtually every dealer you have will have an addendum label, and they're pre-installed on every vehicle on the lot, even though they're not included in the advertised price. I asked him if he could keep my payment at $475, but with a 60-month loan, not 72, and only $3,500 down, Dave said he would make it happen. Okay. Here's a, here's a note. We ran the numbers using a $27,150 selling price, Thunder selling price, plus $1,000 in dealer fees, and $475 is very doable with $3,500 down on 60 months. So it can be done. Yeah. Could be done. I shook Dave's hand, said I'd be back the next day with my wife. Dave asked me to wait and left. He came back. Uh, the sales manager, Chris. Chris tried to persuade me to take it tonight. They always do that. He wasn't obnoxious about it, though. And uh, when I asked if the deal would still be on the table tomorrow, he said it would be. So that's good. He didn't say, if you don't take the deal now, call your wife. Here, I'll. We even had one time a salesman said, I'll go home and pick up your wife and bring him back into the dealership. Mm -hmm. That's high, high pressure. So I think, uh, we, I think we had one that actually went to Agent X's house. Actually, remember yeah. in yeah. the driveway. Yeah, Agent X, amazing man, Agent X, and his wife was amazing too. Yeah, that she would uh, tolerate something like that. Well, we uh, we never saw the dealer fee, and the dealer fee was disclosed as Stu said earlier in the fine print, but only on the online ad, and it wasn't on the worksheet. So when you go into the finance office, and we had a caller earlier asking about that finance office. Uh, when you go in there, it's a flurry, and people sign things that they don't know they're signing. Who reads all the voluminous paperwork when you buy anything? I don't. I don't think anybody in the studio here uh, does. It's just become part of our culture. Trust, unfortunately, is part of the American culture. But who can you trust? Not too many people. I say that sadly. Uh, I say that nervously. The reason lawyers exist is because of the lack of trust. And this, uh, how, what would happen? You want to be totally safe when you buy a car? You hire a lawyer. You bring him in with you, and he reads all the paperwork. I get a lawyer when I buy a house. Yeah. If you did that, 
commerce economy would come to a brutal stop. It would just stop. The economy of the world would crash. And in the United States, I think we have one lawyer for every 100 people. In Japan, they have one lawyer for every 10,000 people. Mm. Does that tell you something? I, we have the world's <clears throat> record. We have more lawyers per capita than any other country in the world by an exponential number. So we try to trust people, but you can't. And you go into the finance department, and that's where they get you. They add fees. They add maintenance contracts. They add extended service contracts. They add edge. Uh, they had products that you don't even know. I had a call from a, a person in an official capacity the other day. Can't mention his name because he asked me not to, but he's a, a member. I'll say this. He's a member of the Seniors versus Crime. And he told me about one car dealer that is assaulting his customers mainly in the finance department, and they're adding products that their seniors don't even know they're buying. He had one person, he was in his 80s, that bought over $3,000 in products from a particular dealer that uh, he didn't even know he bought, and he didn't didn't find out about it until past the time when he could cancel the contract. Uh, you can cancel a lot of insurance-based contracts within 90 days, but you have to do that within the first 90 days. After 90 days, you're stuck with them. So the, the finance department is the most dangerous department in the dealership. In this case here, I think this is where Ed Moore's Honda is springing the mm -hmm. dealer fee. Oh, yeah. So there we have it, and now we have to vote. We have some grades that came in. We have uh, about four minutes to go. Let's start with our online scores of Ed Moore's Honda. First one uh, from Ed. Halfway through, that's what he said, halfway through, already an F for the ads. So he didn't listen to the whole report before he yeah. failed him. Marty gives him a D. Larry gives him a D plus. Steve gives him a D. And Bunny gives him an F. Um, if you don't mind, I'll start with my opinion. Um, you know, gr grading on a curve, uh, I would uh, a low passing grade. Yeah. Um, yeah objectively sorry. speaking, F. Yeah. So I have to repeat this. We grade on the curve, folks. If we did not grade on the curve, we'd have no car dealers recommended. And so it's the lesser of evils is what we have on our recommended list. Way better than Greco, I'll tell you that much. Absolutely better than Greco. Nancy? $120 for a cargo tray. That's uh, a heck of a cargo tray. It's a heck of a piece of plastic. Yeah. Is that where the BS is kept? Exactly. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> And it's not optional. <laughs> it's standard equipment. Exactly. Mandatory. Mm -hmm. Give them an F. Okay. Rick, you're next. Um, I'm going to D minus, barely passing. I mean, they're, they're, they're doing what all the rest are doing, and it's just one of those cases where you, you've got to know, before you walk in there, you've got to know what you're doing. Yeah. You know, I, I almost want to fail them I, uh, because of the hidden uh, dealer fee. Yeah, that was handled worse than we usually see. Yeah. Uh, dealer fees, uh, we give a pass on dealer fees because everybody has dealer fees, but not but to hide your dealer fee until you go into the yeah. finance department. We usually see it on that worksheet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you, uh, make the, you make the final ruling. It's your show. Yeah. Uh, I think we better fail them. And I think we have to, we need to draw the line in the sand somewhere on dealer fees. And so all you dealers listening out there and all you employees of car dealerships, uh, let the word be known. We will fail you if you hide your dealer fee from the customer in the showroom. 
and you should either put it on your addendum label or also or your addendum label or also your worksheet or whatever document. The document that you show the prospective customer before he goes in to the finance department, you must show all of your dealer fees in writing. If not, we're going to flunk you. It's too late when they get the finance. Yeah. It's they, like asking to pay yeah. for your plane ticket after you already got on the plane. Exactly. You're not going to say no. And we're going to make a big deal out of this now, folks. So all your dealers out there, we're not going to we're not going to say you can't charge a dealer fee because we know you won't go for that. But we are going to say you have to show your customer the dealer fee, give them the right to complain. Yeah. All we want is transparency. That's it. That's the bottom line. Or include it in your advertised price. That would be crazy. Exactly. And Angel from YouTube agrees with you, Earl. F. Very good. Oh, thanks, Angel. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our show. We want to take a moment and thank you for being a huge part of our radio show. And uh, we appreciate you every Saturday. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you right back here next Saturday.